Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us uh, online today. Uh, we hope you are, uh, whether you're in your pajamas, as Rich was encouraging you to, uh, whatever way you are watching us this morning, we hope you're very much uh, enjoying worshiping God and celebrating Christmas together. I'm going to pray briefly, and then we're going to talk a little bit about those verses that Joe just read from, from uh, the Gospel of Luke. Let me pray. Jesus, we... We thank you that it's uh, such a, just a joy uh, every year, but particularly this year, such a joy to be able to sing of hope, uh, to sing of peace, to sing of joy, to sing of this love that has come down to us, that Jesus, you came down to, to dwell amongst us, to be one of us, to come and live amongst us, to save us, to rescue us, to give us a hope, to give us a life full of you, to come and set your grace in our hearts, to come and fix a broken world, to come and turn our lives upside down by the power of your love toward us. And this morning we wanna celebrate that as we sing, as we pray, as we look at the Bible together, I just want to pray for anyone that's watching, whether they're a believer in you, whether they've just stumbled across us on YouTube today, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would be at work in their hearts to open the depths of their soul to the wonder, the delight, the joy of knowing you as their Lord and Savior, as their friend and father. I pray that all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The, this, uh, this week... I was listening to a podcast about the war in the Ukraine because that's what I like to do to relax, you know. Listen to podcasts about localized conflicts in distant parts of the world. And I was listening to this story of this, you know, war that's been going on for eight or so years that's had an impact on us here in the Netherlands when the airplane with many... Uh, Dutch people on it was shot down seven and a half years ago. Uh, and this war has been rumbling on for years and years, even though it's been less in the news over the last year or two, it's begun to get some more prominence recently as Russian soldiers are, are kind of camped out on the border. No one knows what's going to happen. No one knows what will happen next in that country. And I was listening to on this podcast, one of the the Ukrainian soldiers was just sharing his story of everything that he's been through over the last eight years, of having lost his home and his livelihood, many friends that have been shot and have died, sadly. And he said something which really struck me as his interviewer was asking him questions, trying to draw out from him his experience. And he said something quite profound. He said, there are some strings inside me which are broken which is a very weird phrase to use. So I was wondering in my head, where did he get that expression from? Is that a particular Ukrainian kind of idiom or way of speaking? And it struck me it's probably a metaphor that comes from, from a piano. You know, a piano has lots of keys, but each key has three strings that go into the depths of the piano, which you, you hit the key and the strings vibrate and the, the noise come, comes out. So this idea that strings are broken is a, a picture that he's painting us from 
inside of a piano string being broken, being fractured. And not only was it an interesting picture, but they're, they're, they're kind of haunting words to consider from a soldier on the front line of the eastern front of this horrible conflict that's brewing and seems to be coming to life again. A way of describing his own heartache, his own tragedy that he's had to walk through. And for many of us today, even waking up this morning, uh, reading news of the press conference last night, which Margarita called perhaps you know, the heaviest, the darkest moment in this crisis so far. And perhaps you're feeling the weight of that this morning. You might not feel like the strings inside you are, are broken because we've not known war. We've not known that scale of tragedy and of loss. But perhaps you're feeling a bit more like the, the strings inside you, are, uh, like a piano, you've just become detuned. That as this crisis has gone on, even over this weekend, even over the last few weeks, more bad news coming at us all the time, more disappointments, more parts of life that just seem closed down, where people just feel tired and weary. You might just feel like your life is, is like stuck in, you're stuck in a minor key. You're like a walking Radiohead album, just kind of sad and depressing, that you can't seem to get any tune out of your life at the moment. Every time you try and do something, it just feels stale and cold and just out of tune. And within that, we all feel that, I think. We all feel that sense of powerlessness that suddenly our lives are locked down again. There's just the tiredness of having to walk through it again. There's just the loneliness of not being able to even gather here this morning with friends and family to worship God together. And this nativity story that we've been singing about might feel, perhaps if you're watching this and you're not a follower of Jesus, it might just feel irrelevant. Like, what's that got to do? What, what's, this, what's this story of angels and shepherds and babies and gifts and this whole Christmas thing? What's that got to do with anything? How does that help me in this situation I'm in right now? Or maybe you are a believer in Jesus and you're feeling a sense of, yeah, it's a, it's a good kind of, it's like a pick-me-up. It just kind of gives me a boost. Well, actually, I think this nativity story is, is so much more than that for us, whether you're a believer in Jesus or not. There's some wonderful truth in this story. And when we sing these words, we'll sing them in a moment or so, and it's been the theme of this morning's service, this idea of hark, as Joe said at the start, it's a word that means pay, pay attention, you know, listen up. And just over the next few minutes, I just want to ask you to do that, just to pay attention to what the Holy Spirit wants to say to you, to, to go and join with those shepherds on that, on that hillside, just to put yourself in that place, just where that heavenly host suddenly burst out and they were all praising God together, glory to God, in the highest, they're bringing this anthem, this song. They're calling us to pay attention to something. And firstly, they're calling us to pay attention to a king that's come, this newborn king that's arrived. And he's a king unlike any other ruler, any other king, any other authority, any other government. He's beyond all those things. 
Because although he, he deserved this song of the angels, singing glory to God in the highest, it's like heaven's anthem. You just get this glimpse that heaven is just incredibly excited about what's taking place. And yet as we sing in this carol in a moment, he says, it says, mild he lays his glory by. He didn't consider a quality with God a thing to be grasped. That Jesus didn't come seeking kind of pomp and ceremony. He came to live humbly amongst us. He was unlike any other earthly ruler. You know, there are so many babies through the course of human history that have end up, ended up becoming kings. But there's only one king who, who became a baby. There's only one king who stepped down to live amongst us, who laid it all aside with all the glories of heaven to come and live amongst one of us, to be born in the most humble of surroundings. He arrives to the wrong family, to a teenage mother, to a very, just a poor peasant family. He arrives in the wrong place, born in, in Bethlehem. His family are from Nazareth, which in Israel at the time would have been looked down upon as a sort of just a poor, rough, dodgy part of the country. He doesn't have the right credentials to be a king. He doesn't have any of the proper credentials to be a ruler of any kind. And yet he arrives as our king. He lays his glory by for us. And around us we see where uh, people in, in authority, rulers, kings, leaders, politicians, we see evidence again and again, sadly, of how power corrupts people. And the more power, the more the corruption, it seems. Absolute power seems to corrupt absolutely. And yet, with Jesus, he rules with a perfect sovereign power, but he's completely trustworthy. You can read in the, in the Gospel of Matthew when Satan comes to him and, and offers him secular power, shows him all these kingdoms, says, you can have all of them right now. And Jesus says, no, I don't, I don't want that kind of power. He comes to, to wield a power that rules through weakness, that comes as a, just a poor, helpless infant, that he came to suffer and to die for us, to send his power in his life, death and resurrection. He's a king like no other king that's ever lived. And he's a king that came to bring a kingdom. He's a king that came to, he came to start something. You see, God sees, he sees a suffering, broken world. He sees our tiredness, our weariness, our trials, our hopes that are dashed, our joy that's crushed. He sees all of that and he doesn't just uh, instigate a rescue plan to save us from it, although he does do that. But more than that, he sent Jesus to start something, to bring about a wonderful restoration plan. You see, that's one of the reasons the angels on this hillside are singing with such excitement because this is the, this is the turning point in all history. You know, we have, we can look back through history and we can, even today, we celebrate days in the calendar where we celebrate turning points. The end of this war, the beginning of that thing, when that thing stopped, we, we recognize turning points. But this is 
Christmas is when we celebrate the biggest, most defining turning point of all of humanity, where Jesus didn't just come to rescue us, although he did, but he came to restore his people. He came to restore hope to us. He came to restore a future to us. He came to look at our broken, suffering world and bring about a plan to bring his glory in. He, brings, he starts this kingdom, which is completely different from any other kingdom. It's the kingdom where, where children are held up and said, theirs is the kingdom of God. It's the kingdom where the weak and the poor and the poor in spirit are lifted up and says, theirs is the kingdom of God. See, this is why, this is why we love being part of the church. This is why we love serving our city. We're going to talk about it a little bit at the end of the surface, how we've been partnering with an organization called Serve the City to help bless and serve some of the poor and vulnerable people in our city. We're doing it because Jesus has sent us to proclaim the good news of his kingdom. He's sent us to bring healing to the world around us. He sent his people, the church, into cities like this so that we can pray in Amsterdam as in heaven. In this city would the light of Jesus shine, not just through a message and words, but through our actions, through our finances, through our hearts, through how we serve people, how we lift up the broken and the vulnerable. It's the wonderful good news of what Jesus came to start at Christmas. It's why the angels are celebrating on this hilltop. And finally, we remember today a, a king who, who came to bring peace. <laughs> he really did. Those verses finish that Joe read, that he's a king that came, they're celebrating a king that came to bring peace on those whom he is pleased, which if you're a believer in Jesus is you. God is pleased with you today. He loves you today. And he wants you to receive peace. He wants to receive his joy today. And you might be thinking, you're just struggling to get a tune out of life. You just feel like a, an out-of-tune piano. Maybe you even feel like some of those strings inside are just broken and just corrupted or just worn down. They're not getting the right tune anymore. Well, he wants to restore you. He wants to retune you. And how you retune a, a piano uh, is they probably use more digital components these days, but you need, a, you need a tuning fork. You hit it to get the right note, and then you tune the piano to that. Adjust the string so they hit the right pitch, the right tone. And God wants to come and he wants to retune you to his note today. He wants to come and restore you to his good news, to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It really is good news it really does bring hope because we can trust in a king who's trustworthy. Whatever's going on around us, we can trust in him today. We can trust in his salvation today. We can trust that he's bringing his kingdom here on earth right now through his Holy Spirit, through us, his people. And I believe for some of you today, he wants to, just as you would open up the top of a grand piano, you'd get inside and retune it's what God wants to do in some of your hearts, even right now, is just to come and retune you, to open you up. It might be painful. You might need to be vulnerable in it, but he wants to do so much good in your heart. I'm gonna pray for us, and we're gonna sing. And as we do that, just let God minister his grace 
his love, his kindness to your heart again. Jesus, we thank you that you're just a good God. (laughs) You're a good king. You're a king unlike any other king where kings and rulers and authorities and powers around us get corrupted so easily. You're completely trustworthy that we can build our lives on you. We can trust that you work all things so good in our lives. We can trust that you've come to work out your rescue plan within us, but you've come to start this new kingdom here on earth right now. And we just want to invite you, Holy Spirit, right into our hearts. And for anyone that's just struggling to find peace this morning, struggling to find hope, the Holy Spirit, you just come and minister your grace to us. You'd come and just retune our hearts to your notes. Thank you, you're a God who you deal with all the sin, all the, all the mess in our lives. You come and bring healing through the work of uh, uh, your son, Jesus Christ, on the cross to us. And we just want to receive your forgiveness right now. Receive your grace, receive your mercy. Let it just retune, restore our hearts, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.